This is the Earth Regenerators Podcast. with two beautiful people from a farm that is called Agua Santa, which means sacred water, in the vereda of Santa Elena near Barichara. And these beautiful people are Carlos and Maritza. So welcome. And Maritza, I know you speak beautiful English, so I'm going to be asking you these questions. And... Um, to tell us a little bit about this wonderful project of um, not only a uh, 14 hectare um, integral organic uh, regenerative farm, but also the projects that you have of a cooperative of coffee growers producing Cafe Humano. And um, we'll also touch on the differences between syntropic agroforestry and the type of um, the type of agriculture regenerative agriculture that you are practicing so to begin with would you please tell us a little bit about the uh, the network of the coffee growers Kadi it's a pleasure to have the chance to talk with you to Tell about the um, five, no, I would better say seven years of work mm. that Carlos Gomez has done in Agua Santa, which, as you said, is um, some 20 minutes far away from Barichara Center. It's, um, it's a wholly organic regenerative agriculture project which started, as I said, seven years ago with the idea of uh, putting life, if you want, in the middle of the conception of the work. That was, that was the inspiring thought uh, we had, starting with this project. And uh, starting with that, we realized that we were not alone in our territory, that we needed connections with our neighbors and with people around us to make us strong because agriculture is a huge um, activity which involves the energy, work, and inspiration of hundreds of people in Colombia because perhaps as a little context, I must say, that in Colombia we have as a model of production small farms, at least here in Santander, which is one of the, the departamentos in Colombia. The model of production is a, it's actually with small farms which are owned by a family. They, are, they could be from five up to 10 or 15 hectares as maximum, but then it belongs to a family which actually um, leaps from the, from the production in that territory 
And these little farms, which could be as, as uh, big as three hectares or two hectares even, uh, join efforts with neighbors in one of the uh, most well-known examples of solidarity in agriculture in our territory that is coffee production. Coffee production in Colombia is actually the summum, the addition of the efforts of thousands of families across the country, which join together the efforts to make huge productions. So the production doesn't come from big farms. There are certain, there are some farms which have this model of big production, but the average producer of coffee in Colombia is a small family. It's a small family with uh, an average of five to eight hectares of coffee. And they leave from that production and other companion crops that they grow along the coffee. So that's the model we have to produce coffee, which is different from other models in other parts of the world. And that's important because we realized as we came in this territory that we needed our neighbors and we needed a common aim to work in the organic um production, if you want, in the agricultural way of thinking that puts lives in the, in the middle, we realized that, that the, the first quest was actually to be aware that the way we plant our coffee or our crops becomes um, fundamental to give sustain to the idea that we put life in the middle. So being aware of that thought Carlos started because it was really his effort and it must be recognized mm. to talk with the community um, and the importance of, of getting to know each other. Also because in, during the crop, for example, we have only one crop a year in our territory. We need the help of our neighbors because we are not able to do the whole work alone. Coffee demands an huge amount of work mm -hmm. from the the moment the crop is started until the production is finished, until the grain is sold to a federation or is transformed in a, with the, with the, um, further processes into the powder we have in our table and, and that we know as coffee. Mm -hmm. So to start, to start that, that um, movement, which was initially around coffee, uh, it got much more complex in the exercise. In, and we realized that we need to talk about the quality of the soil, the quality of the water. Mm -hmm. And they, that those questions and um, ideas that also were around the coffee uh, crop, let's say, gave birth actually to Terra Innova, which became the um, Terra Innova is, is an organization of the community in our territory in Santa Elena. And Terra Innova focused in these three fronts, if you want, that we discovered that were essential for our crops. Water, soil, crops. And that to give the context, because it's important to know how, why we came to the idea 
of solidarity production. First of all, because we are in the idea of solid, so, solidarity also in the way we grow our plants, in the way we do our work, in the way we collaborate to each other. So that, that was the way Café Humano was born with the participation of 14 families as one initiative of um, Terra Innova, uh, which was leaded by Carlos during five years. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was one of the projects. Thank you. Here, Carlos speaks in Spanish. Yes, so would you please take um, a moment and and tell us what Carlos just added? Of course. I I think it's very pertinent what, what he's adding, actually. It's a kind of summary of the philosophy we develop in our territory. Territory for us is not a geographical concept. It's a social concept because it, it involves people, soil, water, all the organics of, of, of the fields are part of our territory. So when we talk about territory, we talk about the social concept, which involves people. We also have discovered that um, it's important or vital for us to develop in this uh, country associative development because we don't have the support of, of models of economic development mm. from the central government. So we depend to survive in the associative work that we can develop. It's a, ma it's a matter of survival to do it. Mm. And it's also a concept that we, that we also inherit from our indigenous communities. They also have the, com the concept of Minga. And Minga was essentially the art of working together to putting efforts together for a common well-being yes and that that was also um, an essential concept we also know the the quality of our food that's that's uh, the third concept we we would like to highlight is good but we have it's high, it's high quality food but there are no conditions to make known the quality of this food in uh, urban centers or marketplaces or markets, even bigger markets. So we need to provide means to develop conditions to put this high quality food in the right place. Mm. And related to that, the, the quality of the food really depends upon the water and the soil. So that leads to the next question is, <laughs> How did you go about planting water? How did you go about renewing and regenerating the flows of water in, in your farm? Here, Carlos speaks in Spanish. Can you please tell us what Carlos just said? Of course, of course. Talking about water in our territory is talking again about life. And life is an intricated concept for us. It has ancestral roots and it's had, it has also modern elements that are considered in our work on daily basis. Why do, do we talk about water as an ancestral 
inheritance because we consider water to be a sacred element, a sacred element that can be planted, that can be harvested, and uh, that is still very much linked to rituals as the one we have when we plant water. We have a ritual in our territory, which is an ancestral um, ritual, which become perhaps comes from our Indians. We don't we don't know the exact origin, but thanks to that concept, which is still popular among us, we plant water in copper um, recipients with the hairs of little girls that are planted or put in strategic places. Of course, that is guided by a um, local shaman, a person of knowledge and, and sensibility in the community. Mm-hmm. And we plant the water in the hope that the water will return to our territory and will, and, and will again run in our, uh, in our um, streams. streams. And in that concept or in that mythic vision, we also have the holy vision of our of the snake, which is the mother of water, which protects water. For for us in Colombia, um, in this region in Santander, we talk about the holy mother, protector of water, which is a snake, mm. uh, which myths says that it has um, fathers on the head and it's pretty much in the in the tradition of the um, of the feathered snakes like Quetzalcoatl in Mesoamerica in general we is an extended version of that in of that myth which covers our territory as well so for us the snakes are symbols of protection of water beautiful and it's still very much in uh, respected in our territory that vision that a uh, mythic vision is combined in our territory as well with modern hydrology, treatment of water on, on water basins, uh, hillsides. Could you say about uh, the arc that slows the water? Of course. The that's stone a, arc. That, that, that's a way um, we have developed to, to make water flow in our territory even during the dry season and that is actually achieved to the plantation of trees of course but also and mainly making arch in the current where the wood where the creeks and the water flows opposed to the current in 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 a form of a bow made in this area where we have lots of stone, sandstone, with that stone or, um, and, uh, but without uh, external elements. It's just the art of putting together those pieces well matched on the, on the water uh, basin. And the idea with those arch is to slow down the speed of the water. So, the water will remain longer in the in in the basin, but or or the creek, but keep flowing. The concept is not to stop the water altogether, 
but to slow down the speed of water that allows the 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 hillside to become wet humid as well whereas the water keeps running down the hill and goes doing the same work if you want downhill as well so the arches built with natural elements in our territory is actually with the conception to slow down the speed of the water so that it remains longer that it lingers in the territory and even in the dry season um, if we keep doing that work and planting additional vegetation around the the water basin we will have eventually water during the whole year that's 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 achieved so please tell us a little bit about how you are building the soil in um, Agua Santa. Since we already explained that, that water is a main chapter for us, it, it's important uh, to, to say that we put that treatment of water together with other um, aspects that we apply in Agua Santa. We said already that the water which lingers on the creek makes the hillside uh, humid. But if we take into account that that soil where the, where the water stays longer is also a soil enriched with the right compost, with a balanced compost which has, which has taken into account what's, what is the elements that is, which are needed to add just to, to have a better soil. If we have a humid soil that has compost, a balanced compost, and also elements of biochar, which is no other than carbon of pyrolysis, which is added to the to the to the soil to to make it more, um, more like of, a sponge, like like a sponge yes. yeah. with with more air more with the. Air. More space, not not altogether um, compact. Exactly to to do it less compact. That, I, that that's the problem we have in Barichara because we have high quantities of clay in the soil. So we need to put some organic elements, and biochar hence becomes very important for us. And I understand that your compost, which is made with bokashi, uh, is a very rapid process. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a process of, if we compare with traditions, for example, in, in the Far East, like Japan, where Bokachi can take up to 15 years uh, to be mature and used, we do it in a, in a very rapid way. And, when, and in Agua Santa, Bokachi is prepared in, uh, in one month's time. There are also other strategies which are also applied in, in Agua Santa. We do trenches of, of infiltration where water uh, infiltrates the soil, stays also longer. We don't have wa water permanently. We have two rainy seasons. This year we have been very lucky and the first season has become quite long and it's, we, we think it's going to join with the second, uh, with the second one. But... Uh, the the fabrication of the of those trenches combined with the key line that that is also applied to the crops in Agua Santa 
makes optimal the use of soil and the resources we have. So if you would please say more about the microorganisms. Of course, because we have, we have, told, we have talked about bocacci, which is one of the means of produ producing balanced uh, compost in Agua Santa. But actually, the most important strategy applied up to moment, in, up to the present in, in Agua Santa has been the produce of um, huge cubes of balanced compost uh, with, the, uh, with the usage of microorganisms, microorganisms of our forest. Why is that important? In Agua Santa, there are certain plots of earth dedicated to maintain the original forest that we found in the territory. And those forests are vital because those are the, are the house of the mi microorganisms which are produced in the territory. That's our source of microorganisms. Mm -hmm. So what is extracted from that forest, which in, at, at its turn also keeps the biodiversity of the territory, it's important because these microorganisms are reproduced and added to the compost already balanced with the minerals, added minerals, but it also has microorganisms and biochar, as we said. That's so beautiful. And would you tell us a little bit about um, how you grow your coffee, the, the, the shade-grown uh, coffee? With all, Tell us some of the other plants that are there with your coffee. Okay. Um, I, I just wanted uh, to add that coffee is considered in Colombia, or it was at least considered something that we uh, produce not against the forest, but counting on the forest we had. Wow. Because coffee needs the shade of big trees to be optimal in our, um, in our territory. The sun is uh, quite strong in Barichara, and this shade provided by these big trees is actually needed to, to generate this perfect microclimate that we have be beneath those big trees and above the soil. In that area which is fresh, warm, humid, sometimes dry, the coffee grows to its uh, becomes ma mature in that in this microclimate which is warm but is not exposed to the sun so the importance for of, of having this shade is actually to to bring the best quality coffee but also allows us to keep the forest that is um, has been our treasure for many years And those trees, uh, what are some of the trees that you're growing uh, over those? Oh, the, yes, uh, uh, plantano? Of course, plantain. next to the coffee, beneath that forest, let's say, there is also a tradition in our, uh, in our agriculture, in our region, mm, to combine different crops and to rotate crops. That, that's an ancestral concept that, that has been in place for hundreds of years in this territory, we don't plant one single crop, but we combine crops. 
And in Agua Santa, alongside coffee, we grow red beans, corn, sesame. We have a laurel forest with the soya beans. We also have had the hibiscus flower, vanilla. We have a forest with endemic vanilla production, we ha which we have found in place. Beautiful, that it grows there naturally. Yeah, exactly. We, we, uh, we have just optimized the way this orchid, which is because vanilla is, is a kind of orchid, uh, grows in that forest. So these, these crops, which are, which has been more than 15 crops, are rotating crops, which allows also the soil not to become too tired of one sort of crop, but also uh, to use other um, minerals and other um, other elements which have been added to the to the soil to give those crops and 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 to to have a, a optimal production combining them right so for example you grow yucca and, uh, and manioc as well of course and, uh, uh, there is also of uh, a new crop of of lemon which is is, is the newest crop and um, we have added and that actually all the that addition of, of lemon laurel uh, corn manioc coffee gives uh, birth to the concept of the um eatable forest or the forest that give provides a f food in general the food forest the food forest yeah. exactly the yeah. food forest yeah. because the food the 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 whole uh, finca is considered as a source of different sorts of foods, mm -hmm. and depending on the season or the pla or or the or the crop, the short term crop combined with the middle term crop, which is in this case lemon, or the long term crop, which is laurel, mm -hmm. because laurel, as you may know, it's uh, it's a crop which needs um, up to seven years to start producing fully, but it goes up to 70 years of production. Wow. So it's a long-term um, crop which needs a uh, patience at the beginning. But since we are in a model that we cannot just wait <laughs> to, mm. to, to see the production, these this long-term crops has been, have been combined with middle-term crops and short-term crops. So we have uh, red beans, which is produced in three months. Lemons, which started in the fourth year, but uh, are permanently giving lemon. And we have also had, with the magnific results, aromatic plants. Yes, and that the aromatic plants are keeping away in a very natural integrated way. They keep away the some of the pest insects. Exactly. Yeah. We have... We have learned by, by, by a nice accident, a beautiful accident, actually, the concept of allelopathy. And uh, this concept is actually central to the idea that the best way to control insects in a, in a farm is actually um, to make natural fences, if you want, with aromatic plants. Mm. So if you want to protect 
let's say, a, a patch of red beans or manioc, you should put as a fence of those crops uh, aromatic plants, let's say um, basil or um, rosemarine, which are also very strong in Barichara. We have this characteristic that those plants are in, in here in Barichara very strong in the in the smell, in the quality, intensity of the aromas. So we have learned that these plants keep away naturally insects and and. And so there are also other concepts like letting some parts of the crops being planted for the animals which come to visit the farm. Because the concept that there is food for everybody is not is is not a, is not of aguasanta, is actually something which is very common. I remember one of our neighbors saying that he when he plants manioc, he plants one one uh, line of manioc for the family, one to sell, and one to the faras, which are the animals which go through the plantation to eat. The picures, they are called picures in Barichara. And it's the concept that is food for everybody, that, that everybody has the right to have food. Yes. We found that also very organic and also natural. And it's... And it's uh, I mean, why not? If food is for everybody, if if the soil gives, why not food Very for everyone? Very generous, so <laughs> generous. So I'd like to ask you, um, speaking of generosity, how it is that you share this knowledge um, with with the community? And I know that you have hired the young people, the teenagers, the ones who might mm -hmm. be saying, oh, I, I don't like this farming life. This is terrible. You know, exactly. I can't make any money. I'm going to go to the city. But instead, you're spreading the knowledge. So maybe you could talk about this. Yeah, Aguasanta has had, Aguasanta has had the concept that it's it, the best way to preach is through actions, not through words. So preaching through actions has... Uh, compelled Aguasanta to become a lively ecoversity place. We, um, we understand that you learn the best if you have the chance to do or to put in practice what you, you are um, commanded or uh, appelled to do. So people find in Aguasanta the opportunity to see how things are done differently. And we, we are conscious that we have to start with the young people, yeah. with the people who may um, hold the future of this territory. So we, we try to speak to the youngest, to the generation who is going to, to inherit the territory of our neighbors and to make them involved and interested in those practices and to see that they actually work and that they are producing food and food that sells good on the market. Here, Carlos speaks in Spanish. Uh, yeah, we were talking about this open uh, classroom, lively classroom, classroom that we have in Agua Santa. Uh, we have implemented a kind of tourism, which is a pedagogic uh, tourism. Pedagogic tourism. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> the idea is uh, to have 
the, the chance to learn about how things can be done differently, even if you are just a curious person who had never had the chance to work on the fields. We, um, we welcome people, actually, from that very stage of, of just pure curiosity up to a very technical audiences like engineers of companies who have been the learning the procedures implemented in Aguasanta. We also have had uh, high schools of Barichara making workshops at, at Aguasanta. We also have communities of, of farmers, not only of our region, but other regions which come in exchange just to see how we think, how things are done in Aguasanta. Uh, also in on the practice on uh, in so we and also oh, we would like to uh, welcome volunteers people who would like to come and work and see how things are done um, on daily basis in in those cases of uh, of agriculture regeneration organic planting uh, interested in those concepts and combining them in one place. So you would also work with uh, Earth Regenerator of volunteers <laughs> who would like to come out there and uh, and learn more. We we had we had a marvelous visit of a group of Earth Regenerators in Agua Santa recently, and it was a very um, moving exchange because we saw that this concept of regeneration can be understood, implemented, and reinforced from different points of view and and getting to know people interested in that subject in other fields, in other countries, mm, reinforces also the kind of missionary work that Aguasanta develops in the sense that um, learning how to regenerate earth through agriculture becomes a, a credo. Mm. What I love is that by by giving some payment to these young people uh, who are working on the farm, um, but at the same time they are receiving so much more than just a, a wage. They're exactly. receiving so much education that um, I think it's a great generosity on the part of you and Carlos. Thank you very much, and it's also. It's also something which is intangible. It's not not something you can see, but we are convinced that it's going to remain also as the long-lasting um, legacy. legacy of Aguasanta, sí. making possible to to think differently and to act differently on local basis, applying this maxima which is so meaningful nowadays. That is. Think globally and act locally. Mm -hmm. So maybe um, you could share a little of your your vision of the future, the the regenerative future that you would like to see. We are very ambitious on that perspective of the future. Sorry, because we see the urgency of applying. A new concept to our lives where nature and life um, takes the center of, of, of the place. We are very uh, confident 
that the future is going to be green, is going to be um, on on the farms, is going to to combine ancestral knowledge and technical knowledge. They they not they don't compete. They complement in our vision of future, um, and they build a, a better earth for for everyone. Here, Carlos speaks in Spanish. And so, uh, if you could tell us what Carlos said just now. Yes, he summarized actually his vision of future in seven points. Okay. We are going to talk about these seven points. The first concept is that in, at present, is no longer um, suf- enough to be sustainable. Right. We need to give f- to give one step further and become regen- regenerative. Mm-hmm. Why that? Because we have to heal the damage of hundreds of years of uh, unconscious uh, relation with our ecosystems. We need to heal that division, which became critical in the last 70 years. And to be able to heal um, our ecosystems, also the relation with people, we need to move from being sustainable to being regenerative. Mm -hmm. That's the first point. Second point, we need to live immediately, urgently, all the agrotoxic products that um, poison our soil. That is with immediate effect and in the future, our future will have been accomplished if these products are banished. So not just pesticides and herbicides, but also fertilizers, fertilizers, exactly, fertilizers, of pesticides, all products which yeah. are produced from chemical um, uh, transformation are poison for the soil. And we need, in our future, we see that there is no space for them. We need to move urgently to a completely organic and um, uh, natural production of uh, fertilizers and other means of control of 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 uh, pests. Third point, we need to make stronger our solidarity solidarity relations. Solidarity is the main aspect to survive. We need to build communities in a in a world where we have been told that the individual success is is what we have to seek for. We, in our future, we see not people but communities working together and working for the restoration of our earth. The fourth element of our future is to guarantee the security of food provision in micro and macro and in the big and, and small picture. We see coming a huge threat of uh, hunger in the future because of the abuse of agrotoxics. So we need to work urgently in our future. We see our communities working to produce um, food security. The fifth point is 
um, focus on the idea that we need to work for governments with privilege, um, life as a center of, uh, of, of their policies. We have a huge hope with the new government in Colombia, which is the government of life, so it is said. So we trust that our future will lead immediately to put life on the center of, of, the, of the concept of also agricultural and regenerative production. That means no agrotoxics, communities, food security. Beautiful. The sixth element we see in our future is being completely clear about the difference between food and food that nourish in the deepest sense. Organic food is not only food to, to be satisfied, but also food that give us the right nutrients to live. Yes. And this quality food, which is now a privilege, should become the, the norm, the normal thing for everybody. In our future, we see the difference between food with no quality, with no life, banished from our uh, scenarios, and only communities producing food full of nutrients and life. And as a closing element, we see, at least in Colombia, but we presume is also something that should be done in other countries in Latin America, Africa, and other points of the world, is to dignify the farmers, the people who produce and protect uh, the gardens of our mountains and waters, these people who work day and night, they put their lives to our self-producing food of quality, should have access to education, health, should have spaces of creativity and recreation, and last but not least, also to wealth. <laughs> what a beautiful vision for the future. I, I wish that it may be that. I would love to see that happen. We thank you very much in the name of Agua Santa, the opportunity to show our daily work. Thank you very much. And that was our interview with Carlos and Maritza from Agua Santa. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. This podcast is a decentralized platform for the regenerative community. Anybody on Earth Regenerators can propose or record their own episode. So if you're already on Earth Regenerators, contact Jacob Seidler if you have an idea for a future interview or audio essay. And if you're not on there yet, come and join us for regular learning journeys on the pathway to regeneration, inspiration from the many regenerative projects reporting there, and a wonderful community woven around mutual support. Just enter Earth Regenerators into your search engine and find a website or follow the link in the description. Let's regenerate the Earth.